Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sprites of Life podcast. I'm Lucas. I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And welcome back, y'all. Glad to have you back. A uh, really quick question for y'all two. Um, do you have you ever met anybody who hates turtles? Shredder. Ooh, that's a good one. He, he got me. You got me there. Gotcha. You got me there. Gotcha. Foiled. Like anyone who's like not a villain. Like straight up, anyone who's not like straight up evil, not in the in if the qualification is not evil, then no. Exactly, right? Isn't that weird? Like of all, like nobody hates turtles. You listening at home on the elliptical, do you hate turtles? I've never met anybody who dislikes turtles. I think the closest I've gotten is like no feeling. Not me, but like the closest you'll get is like no feeling towards turtles. I think yeah, like. The closest I've ever gotten is meeting someone who's worried about getting their finger bit off by a snapping turtle. Which, you know, that's more fear of losing a finger than fear of losing the turtle, you know? Yeah, it's just a very specific method. Yeah, it's not exactly great. But I I kind of want to talk about Pokemon turtles today. Like, that, they're, there's so many turtles. Not all of the Pokemon that people think are turtles are turtles. But, like, there's a lot of awesome turtle Pokemon. And as we're going to get to... We have a new one to add to the pile. So I I feel like we should just, you know, talk about the one thing nobody hates. And as a new podcast, that might help. <laughs> I will say, too, Turtle is one of the few species in Pokemon that you can have a full team of six with. Now, Don, would it be competitively viable to have a full Turtle team? <laughs> I mean, you could probably do worse for animal-specific teams, I guess. Everything's going to be slow. You could... And you got conflicting weathers with, like, Tortuga and uh, Torgal. Yeah, I mean, but it, is it more viable than an Eevee team? Probably not. Ah, oh, darn. It's probably more viable than the Frog team. Oh, <laughs> not the Frog. Be nice to the Frog team. Not everyone likes frogs. All right, uh, before we get to any of the turtle stuff, I want to talk about some fish stuff. Because I, I don't know, I live around fish. We're going to do it anyway. So a few weeks ago, they were doing some exploring down off a trench off the coast of Japan, and they found um, a record breaker for the deepest living thing at the bottom of the ocean, and that goes to a weird species of snailfish. Look up what a snailfish looks like. This is, I don't know where they get these names from. This thing does not look like a snail, but it does look like it's got that same energy of the blob fish where it's like, man, that thing is weird looking. Of course I want a plush of it. Like, I feel like that's the energy it gives off. It's, it looks like it has a blueberry for an eye. It's getting there. I, I bet they're very slow. I mean, they all, everything down there is slow. You got to Exactly. Be, you so that's pretty snailish. Yeah, no, this thing. Oh, these guys. Um, I see. Yeah, it's um, it's a little, little fella. Uh, people used to think that you could not like nothing. No fish could survive deeper than eight thousand two hundred meters. They found this little sucker at eight thousand three hundred thirty-six meters deep. He showed them. Yeah, pretty much. That is over hundred and fifty-eight meters deeper. For those of you who don't know what a meter is, take one meter and multiply it by a rough, like a little over three feet. Like this thing is going way down deeper than it should be and it's surviving just fine and it just goes to show you that as much as people oh it's in a family with another excellent and very like plushy wanting to be fish really which one i think it's like the psych i think it's the uh, cycloptera day which is lump suckers 
Oh my gosh. I, have you, no, Chris, have you seen what a lump sucker looks like? I would have remembered that name. Look it up. Look, if you do not know what a lump sucker is, they're so cute. Oh, sorry. It's, it's in a shared super family with the lump okay. suckers. If you, okay. So y'all have, you've listened to us for a few minutes now. And we're already telling you to Google two things. Or it goes kind of back and forth now. It's, I'm, I'm, re, I'm like reading taxonomy on this fish as it goes. And it's like, they're related to some degree though. Yeah, no, lump suckers are just cute as heck. It, it, I've seen a few aquariums that have them. They're real. Uh, they're a crowd pleaser in the business. I'm just like, look at this weird little fish. Great for TikToks. Really fun, guys. But it's cool to think of that. We keep breaking our own rules, and it shows how science changes and adapts. Science is not always absolute. You're going to have changing and growing theories as humans grow and change and as our knowledge grows. And it's just nice to see that with this weird fleshy fish. I don't know if fleshy is the best word for it, but it's the most accurate word for it. It's the word we're using. It's the word, yeah. It's, 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 it's accurate, not pleasant. Now, as far as video game news, somebody did something really stupid and thought it was really smart. Right, Chris? Uh, yes. So it's game news, not necessarily video game news. But in the Pokemon TCG world, got rocked by a scandal with a printing company. Oh, this. There's two sets, Fusion Strike and Evolving Skies. Both have very, very sought-after alternate art cards. So Evolving Skies has what's known as the Moonbrion card. And Fusion Strike has, I think it has Mew. It also has a Gengar alt art. Very, very sought-after cards. Those two sets, amongst the card community, were notorious for their low pull rates and low hits. Like people just felt like there was just something different about them, about not getting the, as many chase cards as with other sets. What happened is some dude got caught with bulk of the sought after cards from those sets, trying to offload them from uh, offload them to a game shop. Basically, this dude showed up to a local game store with like 70 of those Moonbrion cards. And was like, I would like to sell these. And the local game store was like, this is fishy. And called the Pokemon company and found out that he had... I'm not 100% on the details. I think that the cards were earmarked for destruction. And he was just like, yoink. Which was why no one missed them. But he tried to sell them. And the Pokemon company was like, nope. Uh, and so he got arrested and he's in a lot of trouble. The card community is like furious because people are latching on and being like, that's why we didn't get these cards. The, uh, because they were getting sniped off the line before they made Eve into the packs. Based on what I've read, I don't know if that's the, like, what happened. Cause like I said, they, they were saying that they were marked for, I read that they were marked for destruction. So they wouldn't have been in the packs anyways. The, like the, the odds of pulling certain cards and all that has always been very, like guarded secret and so the lack of information is just making everyone making it all worse amongst the community and everyone is up in arms this dude if he had just like spread spread it out a little bit or even like sold anywhere like he would have made so much money and he just like tried to like bulk sell these rare cards and just got hammered it's the same mindset of the people who rob a bank and then show up the next day like one ferrari please like it's just like (laughs) 
No. <laughs> you are bad at being a criminal. If you're going to be a criminal, at least be a smart criminal. I mean, there was another thing separate that's more car-related, too, of that in Japan, they had to release a public apology because they basically ran out of Pokemon cards. Oh, I saw that, too. Yeah, they had the new expansion pack come out for, the, like, the Four Treasures of Ruin, and... Yeah, no, I've just got all bought out so quickly. And now they, they literally had to do an official apology. And like there are people lined up for hours to get these cards. And if me living in Japan taught me one thing is that Japanese people have the most patience for standing in line. Although they did also make a business for people to stand in line for them and do that. That was also that, that's pretty awesome, actually. I love that business. But it's it's wild to me that like. I understand that when you're working with trading cards, the whole point is to make some of them exclusive so that one people can like them or like it can be more valuable. But that I don't know. It just it just hurts because people just want to collect the cards like there are more people like me out there who just like the art than people who are just trying to like make a buck. It, it stinks, especially for the kids. You could also just go buy like granted the Moonbyung card is like six hundred dollars right now. You could also just buy singles. So like a lot of like the really cool art cards from like the scarlet violet set you can spend 50 bucks buying packs to open them or you could just go on a website and spend like five bucks and just buy that card it's less fun than opening it in a pack but you save 45 bucks i, I don't know again it, it's very much like uh i just like the art i'm just an art guy i mean i use for alligator art for my tattoo on my leg to help design it, it it's awesome i just love the don dozo card i did pull when i bought the scarlet violet set it is a oh, cool yeah. card. It is very cool. I'm glad they haven't lost their touch when it comes to their creative work. I wonder if they'll do the um like the artist card submission again this year cuz that was really cool too. Oh, I have those cards. Those are they were they're really, really cool. Really nice. Yeah. I think it was it was it an Arcanine that won this year? It was Arcanine, Bulbasaur and something else. Nice. Oh, I will say again Pokémon related but not game related. Um the new anime dropped mm -hmm. in the time and People don't hate it. I mean, it, it's something. I mean, it's not for our generation. Let the kids have it. Let the kids enjoy it. I, I kind of like how they just have, they still have a Pikachu and a Charizard because Game Freak gonna Game Freak. They can't stop themselves. Don't stop the money train, baby. It, no, they can't. Like now we could sell a Pikachu with a hat. Another <laughs> the, the, hat. There are no limits. There are no, there are no gods. There are no limits. Oh, Lord. But we will talk a little bit more about the last bit of news towards the end of it. this. But for now, I, I kind of want to just go into turtles. Yeah, hit me with some turtle facts, Lucas and Don. <laughs> Do you not know any turtle facts? Uh, <laughs> not as much as you guys. Uh, come on, no, give me a turtle fact. Come on, give us a turtle fact. Their shells are made of bone and they do feel them. That's, that's, yeah. That's a turtle fact. You're, you're not that it bad. Worked. You're good. <laughs> I did it. Gold Welcome, star for Chris. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I will say as far as Pokemon goes, turtles are one of the only groups of animals that are 100% represented in Pokemon. As in every like group of turtles has representation somewhere in the game. And that's really cool. That just shows how much people like these animals and just how willing Pokemon is to get diverse with it. How, how many groups is that? So it depends. So there are two separate groups of turtles. There are the side neck turtles and the hidden neck turtles. Most of the side neck turtles are like obscure or found in Africa or like random rivers in the Amazon. But then the hidden neck turtles are everything from the tortoises. Your default turtle. The default turtle. Thank you, Don. 
like your default turtles. They're all there. Everything from we've got sea turtles in the game. We have sliders and terrapins in the game. We have tortoises, multiple tortoises in the games. We even have a side neck turtle in the game. Like they're all represented. And it's so it, it's so cool. It's awesome that they decided that this one group deserved to be represented this much. And they could go even one step further and add a box turtle, but you don't need to even go as far as that because they've done enough. They're going to keep making turtles. I guess crocodilians are also very, very close to having all of them, or maybe they do, depending on how you argue what things are. Yeah, no, there are definitely going to be some people who are like, um, that. yeah, no, that gator is not quite a gator. The teeth are wrong. But all all turtles are reptiles. They fall onto the testudines. They're all in their own little group. Uh, what I think is interesting, because when I was in college, there was still some debate on it. More evidence has come to show that turtles are closer ancestors to dinosaurs, crocs, and birds than they are to lizards and snakes. Uh, there's currently about 350 different species on Earth today. They are living on every continent except Antarctica. They're one of those animals that has a ridiculously wide range because you can find them everywhere from the literal desert to 2,000 feet below the ocean. They are all over the place if you know where to look. Um, obviously, the turtle's main standout feature is its shell, which, as Chris has stated in the beginning, they're built to withstand damage, and they are made out of bone. Uh, where the shell does come from, it's really cool to kind of like look at the pictures of what we think um, happened when they evolved what we believe happened is that the ribs kind of extended further outward and they started to fuse together. And that extension combined with a layer of keratin on top, um, that's what gives that shell that coating. So if you touch a turtle shell, you're not touching direct bone. You're touching a keratin layer on top of it that protects the bone. Because you always say that they can feel it and all that. It's not the sense that like you're touching nerves and it hurts them, but it's like, it's like there's pressure like they can feel it that kind i of compare feel. it to scratching your own back like if you scratch your back you feel it okay like it's the same thing like if you if you um if someone is bald and they scratch their head and they can feel like they can feel it too it's the same it's just touch mm -hmm. now there is of course other things people know about turtles is that they're slow having seen turtles in real life there are definitely some that are more sluggish but no, they, they are, they're not winning any speed contests against like a falcon, but they are a lot quicker than they look. Uh, sea turtles can hit over 20 miles an hour and it, they're gone. It's amazing. If you're ever on land or in the water, in the water, that would land, be, they would get predated by a lot less things if they were that fast on land. <laughs> no, usually it's the aquatic turtles with a bit of speed and it's going to be the ones on land with a lot more, you know, bulk and armor. Yeah. The, uh, the fastest turtle on land is a soft shell and it's like a, three or four mile an hour kind of turtle oh yeah no but if you actually see what three or four miles an hour looks like in burst from a turtle it looks quick they're fat they're <laughs> they're very fast uh the word i used to describe it when i used to work with soft shelled was they are uncomfortably fast like and you can imagine like the squish squash squish squash sound that they should be making they are weird little buggers the soft shells oh hey we have that represented too ah, i didn't put that in the notes it'll next time i'll put it in the next time but we have a lot of turtles. You're right. We do have a soft shell. Yeah, now we have a soft shell. Ah, oh, dang it. All right. So turtles eat a whole bunch of different stuff, given that they're different habits, their habitats they're in. Yeah, they're going to need to. But most turtles are omnivorous. Um, freshwater turtles will eat everything from underwater plants, fallen fruit, um, bits from trees, insects, small fish, tadpoles, pretty much whatever they can find. 
tortoises are mainly vegetarian, given that they're not really quick enough to catch many things that are faster. Uh, sea turtles uh, will basically eat anything. Uh, most of them are going to focus on crustaceans, small fish. Uh, there are some like the green sea turtle that specializes in seagrass. The leatherback sea turtle specializes in jellyfish, but they will interchangeably go between the two. Um, the reason that they eat so much plastic is because a lot of them assume that the plastic bag looks like a jellyfish. And at sea turtle hospitals, when they do bring the turtles in, even turtles that have been brought in from like boat strikes and stuff will defecate and poop out plastic bits, usually in the charm of their care, which is, you know, pretty rough. Yeah, you do see a lot of um, specific adaptations with some of the sea turtles, though, like kind of each one that has their sort of niche. Like you mentioned, the green turtle, um, the hawksbills eat sponges. And that's like they they eat other stuff, too. But their their beaks are like a little more hence the hawksbill name, a little more sharp, kind of. They also have the prettiest shells. I love a hawksbill. Shell. They do. And then loggerheads, I if, if I remember right, are kind of more specialized on crustacean, which is why they have that slightly wider head, a little more mm -hmm. crushing power. They are the state reptile of South Carolina. So the place I work, usually when you see rehab turtles, it's going to be a loggerhead because so many of them nest up in South Carolina. Oh, that's cool. And then yeah. there's like the viral pictures of the uh, the mouth of a leatherback with all their weird little spine things. <laughs> Did I hear you say that turtles eat jellyfish? Yes. yes. So here's some fake Pokemon lore for you. Gen 5, Jellicent's a ghost because Tortuga ate its ancestors. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, they're not, it's not the only thing that eats jellyfish. I mean, technically, Moa Moa, what is it? The Moa Moa also eats jellyfish, too. There's a few other things that do. Yeah, the Mo Molas do eat jellyfish, though. Mm. And, and that's also introduced in Gen 5. Look at that. Yep. They, that's that's why it's a ghost. Yeah, that's why it's a ghost. So we, all, all the things that kill jellyfish are in that gen. Oh, thanks a lot, tri-state area region. Thank you for killing all the jellyfish. <laughs> to go back to like the first question I asked, like not even a minute in, why does everyone like turtles isn't just an opening bit. I actively looked it up, and the best answer I could find is that collectively human cultures have just deemed them creatures of good fortune and nice things in the same way people have like demonized snakes across this planet people have glorified the turtle across this planet i mean if you think about it it, it sort of makes sense there's no i mean yeah there's i guess some could like maybe eat a little bit of crops or something like that but there's not really a a super none of them are really super threatening they're pretty easy to catch so you've also got the you know probably the edible side that probably makes people like them especially mm. if you get into like more old-timey stuff and they're yeah. kind of just like inoffensive like they don't really do anything bad i guess i mean like, again, i feel like they don't they like they're, they aren't really a pest animal at worst they're just sort of a, a neat thing and at best they're also like food slash like crafting material <laughs> i mean we did talk about it last episode that some people use their shells for musical instruments but uh, one of the things we forgot to mention in their adaptations is that turtles have a slow metabolism and thus a longer lifespan than you'd expect. Like sea turtles can go from 60 to 90 years old. And then there were the tortoises that can live over 200. Then due to that, people decided that, oh, these are also symbols of longevity, patience, and wisdom. They do look very wise. They do. I mean, I'll be honest, having worked with like Aldabran tortoises, they... I feel like they're less wise and just more very cute because if you got to work with them, you could give them like neck scratches on their weird, long, wrinkly necks and their heads like shot up like, like a dog almost, just like a mm, 
Like they really liked it. It was, they're not really wise so much as just, I don't know. In my experience, turtles aren't that smart. I don't know that the turtle in Kung Fu Panda was pretty smart or pretty wise. He knew when to leave the franchise. He knew when (laughs) my time has come. Now, you can go to like cultures across the planet. You can go to Africa, Asia, North America, like Europe. You can go anywhere and you will find something about the turtle that makes it good. Some people see him as a noble trickster who uses their powers for good. Uh, symbols of creativity. Literally carrying the world on their back has been done multiple times across Asia and North America. Like everywhere. Decided like just, oh, nope, the world is a turtle. That's it. It's all it is. World is a turtle. Multiple times in completely different cultures. Oh, and uh, also the Romans decided that they were a symbol of fertility because it's the Romans. Why wouldn't they? I mean, they have lots of some. Some of them do have a lot of eggs. Yeah, I guess sea turtle clutches have like a anywhere from like eighty to over a hundred eggs. I think we. I can get that. I can get that. But as much as they can reproduce, and as much as everyone likes them, turtles worldwide are on a decline. And a good part of that comes to environmental destruction, climate change, and of course, plastic waste. I mean, sea turtles get most of the publicity. Uh, but over half of all turtles and tortoises are threatened with extinction. And there's some weirder ones too. So whenever people think of getting like a pet turtle, what happens is people don't realize how long they'll live. And so when you ask for this, oh, I would like a radiated tortoise. And so someone has to go out to the wild and collect one. And the pet trade can cause a lot of damage for that. Um, We mentioned it uh, with harvesting for food. Like you said, Don, the old timey days, if you're stopping over by the Galapagos and you need something to eat for the sailors, you, you grab yourself a nice fresh turtle and put it on your boat. They can live for a really long time without food. They can live for a really long time without water. So you just flip it on its back and now you have a food source. And that led to a huge loss of life for these animals. Yeah, the, uh, I think the, uh, the Essex of like Moby Dick fame, uh, like the one that inspired it, uh, even stopped there to resupply on some tortoises. And at one point, they literally ravaged the population of tortoises on an entire island. So there's an entire subspecies that might have went extinct because of hungry whalers. I mean, being a turtle, no pun intended, it's a hard life. And it's ironic that an animal that symbolizes being around a long time might not be around for a long time. I mean, I mean, things got to improve for a lot of animals. But I still think if you want the world to like help with animals, turtles are like those charismatic species. I don't think I can get anyone to listen to me about saving the world if I'm saying, save the wasps, help the spiders, pet the mosquitoes. But if you talk with a turtle, I find that works a little bit better because pe- yeah. everyone likes turtles. Like they're just one of the guys you use. They're definitely like one of the classic charismatic megaphone examples. Um, they kind of double duty here in Florida, like with manatees for like protecting seagrass beds and stuff, as I know you're well aware, but. It's something I really love about turtles is that they're a charismatic megafauna that I can hold in my hand and no one's going to scream. Like when I hold an alligator or a crocodile or whatever I'm holding, I, I always like to make sure that my guests are comfortable. Harder to do with the snake, but it's really nice to do with the turtle. You know, it's just like, yeah, okay, I'll be honest. They do pee a little bit. One my, one of the turtles peed on me this week and on my shoes, but still, he he's fine. He's fine. I have one question about turtles, Lucas. Shoot. What's the deal with turtles and salmonella? So reptiles can carry salmonella. However, as long as you're washing your hands, you're good. Like it it is a viability to collect diseases from them. It's very rare to 
you know, get a zoonotic disease from a reptile that carries over to a mammal, but it can happen. But as long as you're washing your hands, you should be good. As long as you're keeping them in a clean habitat, you should be good. Like it can happen, but I'm no expert in zoonotic diseases. And I'm not going to tout and say like, take Lucas's medical advice, but it is something that can happen. I've heard cases of it happening where I, in places in the field that I work, but again, it, it's very rare. Yeah, it was kind of an overblown. I mean, it's definitely a real thing. You should always like wash your hands and not put reptiles in your mouth. Um, it's definitely like I think it got a little extra hysteria. Chris, there's your parenting advice for the week. Like, please, whatever you do, don't let any babies suck on turtles. Which actually, there actually is a thing. At least it's in Florida. I'm not sure if it's countrywide off the top of my head, but there's a. Uh, I think it's uh, turtles with a shell width of less than it's either two or three inches can't be sold unless it's going to like a like a uh, research or zoo kind of thing because that's what they decided was the size where it's too hard for a toddler to put it in their mouth. I mean, that makes sense. It's a weird law, but it's a smart law. It's annoying. (laughs) I I will say as well, like I think the uh, don't get a turtle thing might've helped the turtles a little bit because like people kept getting turtles with pets. And as I said, Oh, hang on. What do you mean? This turtle lives 30 to 50 years. I mean, it's, it's a forever pet. If anyone's listening and thinking of getting a turtle, that's your buddy. That turtle's your homie for life. That's your ride or die. You better take good care of them. On the note of ride or die, we got to start the Pokemon because we have a lot of turtles. I, so many that I literally forgot one. And this is not a bit, people. I'm looking at the notes here and I'm like, I'm really upset at myself that I forgot the one turtle. Oh, God. All right. We, we got to start with Squirtle, the ride or die. Did any of y'all pick Squirtle like day one? I picked Charmander. And then went to Brock's gym and then picked Bulbasaur. <laughs> the the classic experience for children playing Pokemon Red. Yeah, I was uh no, I was Squirtle and I remember I something something I never understood that I had to go talk to Team Rocket or, or whatever to get the dig TM and like leave the thing. So I think I had a Blastoise um right after Misty, because I was just grinding. I was like, my Pokemon must not be strong enough and a way will open. And I just walked through the grass just north of Cerulean City until I had a Blastoise, like, before the third badge. It's pretty awesome, actually, Don. It was not. I, I And then I finally was, like, walked in the other house, and I was like, here's the way out. Here's Dig. Go this way. Sorry. I, I'm sorry for childhood, Don, but I find that funny. But, like, Squirtle is, like, the most basic turtle design, and that fits because it's, like, the first. But it is semi-aquatic, and it's similar to the same design of something like a Slider or a Terrapin. Uh, both turtles sliders and terrapins can be found like when you're thinking of a lake turtle this is the turtle you're thinking of uh they can pull themselves into their shell but um none so far have been found with cannons growing out of their back i I had to check that no no projectiles i honestly did check to see if turtles will use projectile water as like a weapon but the most i ever got was the fact that some of them will sneeze or pee on you as in, you know, firsthand experience. You say you haven't found them, Lucas, but have you checked every corner of the ocean? We are not playing that game. I play that enough with people saying the Megalodon is still alive. Get wrecked. I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not doing this on our podcast. Uh, the, I will say um, this gets brought up a lot, so it's it's fair to say it as well. Uh, the whole idea, if you look up War Turtles Pokedex entry, it says it can live up to 10,000 years. That's a reference to an old Japanese mythical turtle, the Minogame. And that was a ancient creature that could also live to 10,000 years. And it had a really nice flurious tail. I will say of all the starters, uh, Squirtle does involve into the most dangerous. Blastoise 
is it's still in like the top five, like the most dangerous Pokemon to me, excluding like, you know, the soul eating monsters. But like as far as physical death goes, Blastoise is horrifying. Yeah, because isn't it like aren't the jets like can't his cannons cut through steel? Yep. And they can also shoot. Apparently, I don't know. They toned it down in the later Pokemon. This thing can shoot a soda can at 160 feet. So it's a sniper. Yeah, like, cool. 160 feet. Not as terrifying as the cut through steel part. Uh, for the real life, like, aqua cutters, like the, the what they use to cut steels with water pressure, that is 20,000 to 55,000 pounds per square inch of force. For you all at home, 400 is enough to crush a softball. Like, it, it's a lot. It will literally peel the skin off your bones. Whatever Pokemon gets shot by this thing at full blast is gone i don't care like the only thing i don't even think a gastrodon would be alive because there's not there wouldn't be anything left to absorb it it would just be dead nah he'd go gastron would go (laughs) and then it would be fine what was that again that's the gastro it goes (laughs) That's that's what it does Okay, hang on, composed. I'm composed. What do you all think of them? I know it's not relevant anymore, but I really love the Gigamax of Blastroid just turning into a fortress. Just bigger cannons. I like it. It's one of my favorites, to be honest. Like, it's so cool. It just and no one cares because, like, oh no, it's not as viable as Charm. It Who got. Cares? I think it, it won uh, Seniors Worlds, did it not? Or did it win Juniors Worlds? I think it won one of I the worlds. Was, I think it was Seniors Worlds. It's, I mean, I, I'm glad because look, it's so metal. Like, it's so cool looking. It's it's a literal fortress. They could have gone any number of ways of just going bigger cannons. They're like, no, more Daka. Yeah, if it had just, I think if it had a. Uh... It, it by far got the most screwed over on hidden abilities. Yeah, no, I, I really think it should have gotten like, I don't know, anything else. Anything else would have been better than what it got. It's like, what? It, it's torrent and what? Rain dish. Torrent's not bad if like your EV to like live certain things barely and then you get to do like one super max, G max blast. Yeah. But I don't know, something. It would have been tough because I think if you gave it swift swim, it'd be like kind of busted. Unkillable. Well, it doesn't have the sleep powder factor that, like, Venusaur does. But it could be a fast, weird support thing. So, like, I could see it still being a problem. Of all the starters, it is the least competitively viable historically, which is sad. Yes. It's so cool. But now would be the time where we talk about Shuckle, except Shuckle isn't a turtle, so we're not doing that. I saw a comic that literally said, oh, hey, look at all these turtles. Look at all the turtles. And they, like, put in Avalug and Shuckle. I'm like, I'm not talking about this shuckle is not a turtle it it has a shell and that is people's only defense like you know how many living things have a shell diatoms have a shell i was gonna say at least seven shut up (laughs) and they're they're all turtles (laughs) shut up like avalog is literally an iceberg it's a table avalog is a table Oh my god! I just imagine like someone like making one of those ice hotels and just shaping the table to be like an avalug. Or you just have an avalug and it keeps your drinks cold. That would be the oh, that would be so clutch if you like lived in the Pokemon world. It's like you got the boys coming over, like we got to keep a cool drink going. Just like yo, avalug, can you just sit here for like well, the, the game's on? Just hang out here for a bit. Put a bowl of berries for him. He'll be fine. So we gotta we're gonna move on and skip Gen two because there are no turtles there and go right to um. Adon, your boy, your boy's here. 
Yes, so we have my personal favorite of the turtles and slash tortoises. It's the um is Torkoal. Uh Torkoal is sort of like the classic tortoise archetype. Um higher dome much higher dome shell. Um their feet are like elephant like. Um Torkoal is powered by coal and will shoot out. So to defend itself according to the Pokedex, uh as Lucas has mentioned before, like Turtles and tortoises will like pee in self defense, but the, none of them shoot smoke. Chris, you you got to jump in on that one. No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Torkoal is partially well known for having drought as its hidden ability, which lets it set up the sun. Um, tortoises do typically prefer warm climates, um, as do like many other turtles, but they like also do much better in arid climates since they're land dwelling. And they also, many of them cannot swim or are very poor swimmers so being a fire type and weak to water honestly kind of works there, there was one i knew again the aldobrans i worked with um when i worked at bush garden they were one of the few tortoises that could kind of float yeah and so what would happen is they would island hop that way but yeah no most of them can't uh, there was and I, I looked this up one subspecies of the galapagos turtle called the uh the wolf volcano tortoise and they, they lived on the one island next to the wolf volcano in, on the Galapagos. So there, there is a volcanic turtle out there. But I, I will say as well with Torkoal, like, it's, I love how this, like, in Generation 3, there was no way anyone would see this thing being as, like, common in, like, competitive Pokemon as it is today. Like, that's just cool. Like, I love how time just makes fools of us all. Like, Yuko... It, I went up against this thing when I was 11. Like, there's no way anyone's going to use this thing. All right. Honestly, I got slapped by that overheat the first time. Oh, yeah. That was um, that was a wake. That overheat, I will admit, was a wake-up call. Now, imagine if that thing had had sunny day back then. I think it was one of the first Pokemon to learn Heat Wave. That makes sense. I mean, I it, like it actually learned it by level up, which is like one of the very... It's a very niche move back in the day. They weren't just hanging out all The only things that got it by level up were... um. Okay, so yeah, in the uh, Ruby Sapphire Emerald, uh, it's just Torkoal and Moltres, and then you get in the breeding and stuff, you get a few more, including Charizard and etc. But still, I, I actually didn't know Heat Wave existed in Gen Three until like this year. All right, the next uh, turtle is another tortoise. Oh, we got the whole Turtwig line. We got another starter to go over, and this is um, I don't know. Gen Four always just reminds me of like the perfect the almost perfect balance of like starters because everyone can kill each other it was that that one in particular is pretty pretty solid balance yeah like everyone can kill each other there's i will say infernape i think is just the stronger of the two of all of them in terms of being able to kick the snot out of everybody i mean with close combat and like fire moves but like at the same time you know earthquake is earthquake and just hit earthquake and usually things go away earthquake makes both other starters go away yeah, everything goes away. <laughs> With this Pokemon, the growth of life on like the backs of turtles and tortoises, like the whole idea of something growing on top of them, is not too far off. You get all kinds of stuff growing on turtles. In fact, things like sea turtles will use barnacles and algae as camouflage when they're sleeping. They can't tuck their heads into their shell, so they will literally find a hole and hide under it, or their head into it, and then the shell will look like a rock. I have seen people walk by a sea turtle in an aquarium sleeping next to the rocks, and they have no idea it's there. Oh, I once, um, I have a sea turtle story about once I feared for my life. Um, I was, I was in the Keys doing some free diving and some spearfishing, and as you talked about them laying and sticking their heads in the, I was not paying too much attention to where I was directly, like, settling down. It was sort of in a, just a rocky area. 
and um, I laid directly on top of AC Turtle. It did not care for it, did it? It did not, in fact, care for it. Yeah, yeah, it exploded off the bottom. I thought there was like a localized earthquake for a second. Oh, well, I mean, I'm glad you and the turtle are. Oh, yeah, okay. we were, we were both, we were both fine. The turtle swam <laughs> like it's. It was funny because the turtle. I realized it was a turtle, and the turtle had swam like maybe ten feet away, and then it just kind of just, I guess, realized that I was also not going to eat it, and then just kind of calmed down and just sort of like swam off like very casually after that. The guy, I got my eight hours in. I'm off. I mean, it's. I mean, once you get Turtwig, though, like, I mean, we're obviously going to talk about sea turtles in just a second, but like with Turtwig, I love the concept of like the plant life on the back because it really is a reference to things like the world turtle. But I also like the subtle notches to the Ankylosaurus, you know, the dinosaur with the club tail and the armor. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like where the spikes come from and the beaks come from. They found a really well-preserved one a few years back. Like I'm talking skin level preserved, really wild stuff. But I mean, these turtles all look for areas with clean water to support their back garden. Uh, And real desert turtles don't, real desert tortoises don't, Neither, to be fair, the distinction's meaningless, but whatever. Um, they get most of their f- water from the food that they eat. And some reports have even said they can go over a year without water. So these uh, tortoises are really water-dependent in comparison to like the real-world variant. And as we said at the beginning, uh, their whole idea of a world turtle, you can find that in Native American mythologies and you can find that in like hindu and chinese mythologies as well the idea of like the world turtle like the the world is held up on top of like four elephants and a turtle that sort of thing it's all there and i love that idea that people saw this structure on top of an animal's back and like you know that kind of looks like the curvature let's kind of put the world on it i like that that is something culturally that we all like felt at a certain point also again earthquake go burr like it's awesome so it's a fun starter did any of you pick this one i did in fact actually pick that one i also picked her twig see i always go fire i always do been since i was a kid gotta keep this let's get going anywho uh we kind of jumped ahead of it with the sea turtle story but the tertorga line is next and oh baby sea turtles are very well loved everyone already knows about them so we won't have to spend too much time telling people about them <clears throat> but Tertorga is um, the Pokedex kind of gets it weird because it says that this um, this sea turtle Pokemon will swim and then go hunt prey on land. It hunted Jellicent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they ran out of Jellicents and they just decided to go after them, try to find them on land. Oh God, they're after the land jellyfish from Sor- from uh, Scarlet and Violet, yes. the Tentaschools or whatever they're called. Toadstool. The the Toadstools. Like, oh no, they might ma- they they they're. Oh, I'm just imagining them running away as this turtle is like finding them and trying to eat them. I, I just like that idea in my head. In real life, sea turtles do not go on land unless they're trying to lay their eggs. Most males will never see land again. The one exception is that there's a set of beaches in Hawaii where the sand is nice and toasty. And so a lot of them will go and get and bathe on that beach. And since it's Hawaii, there's no predators to bother them. So they just go out there and just chill and tourists take pictures. Uh, if you do see a sea turtle, uh, do not touch it, especially the United States. There are laws. There's $10,000 fine and over a year in federal prison. Don't do that. Please don't hurt yourself. But uh, Caracosta is the one I really love. Caracosta is based on an Archelon. That's why this is a fossil Pokemon. This thing was over 15 feet long. It was heavier than a truck. This thing weighed over four 
tons. This thing was an absolute juggernaut of pain. Like, and it was a cousin to the leatherback sea turtle. Very squishy. Uh, incidentally, the whole idea they got the name leatherback is because unlike green sea turtles or leather, uh, green sea turtles and uh, loggerheads, leatherbacks have the ability to compress their shell and it makes it a lot easier for them to dive because it helps acclimate to the pressure. And the Pokedex even mentions that this turtle likes to dive really far. So this is one of those cases where the first deck entry is kind of dumb, but then the second one kind of redeems it. And I love it. Yeah, leatherback sea turtles are also very interesting because they're um much more, one, they're they are the deepest diving and they're also the much, most uh, cold weather tolerant. I was just talking to some turtle experts today and they were like, oh yeah, no, the uh, leatherback nests have already uh, been laid out in Florida. They already started. Yeah, um, they can travel as far north as like Labrador. We got to go to like, we're going to the turtle that I really think deserves more love. This is this one's honestly my favorite of the turtle Pokemon. Turtonator? Yeah. It, it, it's a forgotten turtle. And it's still good. Like, I mean, I it's not like, you know, going to win any competitive matches like anytime soon. But like, look, like it's based on a Mata Mata. Like, it's such a cool One turtle. One of my like, favorite turtles. You say based on, Lucas, it is a Matamata. <laughs> it's a volcanic Matamata. They didn't even hide it. Yeah. Like, this is more than any uh, more than any other animal to Pokemon. This is very much a, like, take this turtle, paint it red, call it a day. Now, hold on now. I would argue that Tirtorga is the same way, too. Take a sea turtle, make it blue. Okay, that's fair. But, <laughs> I mean, Alomomola is literally just a pink sunfish. Okay, Don, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> yeah, how did it feel, Chris, when your co-host ruined your fun? But, uh, Don, you you actually know more about the Mata Mata than I do. Um, anyway, yeah, so the Mata Mata is a group of, or potentially individual South, I think it is an, um, a single species, but it's a, uh, it is one of these side neck turtles. Um, it has a very large flattened head, much like uh, Turtonator, where it has like a big flat triangular head. Um, and it looks like a pretty much just a big pile of dead leaves. Like, Chris, have you seen uh, pictures of them, like, in their natural habitat? Oh, yeah. Like, super camo. Super, super well camouflaged. And they move very slowly, but have a very, very, like, their head's narrow, like, flat, but very wide. And they suck, like, create a suction force. And that's how they actually feed. They get very close to their prey, and then they will just sort of inhale it. And um, they actually get a good bit larger than um, a lot of people think. I was able to look it up. So according to a genetic analysis, there are technically two species, but it was identified in like 2020. So you're not like... Okay, I thought, because we, we had a Mata Mata, um, my boss had a pet one. Um, and we were talking about how there were... I think he mentioned that it was a recent thing about the two species. Yeah, it's fair. It's very recent. So it's not like anyone's going to dock you points for being all like, hey, now he didn't read the new study that came out. Like, yeah. So and um, they can they can reach like over 45 pounds, which is like they're a pretty substantial freshwater turtle. Um, And they have a very long neck, which, as we said, can't retract into their shell. And they'll use that to um reach up and breathe through the surface. They have like sort of a, you know, proboscis nose. And we see the similar thing on Turtonator. Yeah, no, the whole thing is basically just the turtle, just with a different color swap. I will say from a chemical level, this thing is horrifying because it says in the decks that it eats like the volcanic sludge and rocks and all that stuff and like makes the explosive compounds. So just a minor search tells you that sulfur mixed with oxygen makes sulfur dioxide, which is quite explosive and quite terrible. The only things I could find that eat sulfur are bacteria. Everything else in the world avoids eating sulfur. Because it's sulfur. 
do any are any of those those bacteria like the symbiotic ones in tube worms? Maybe Turtonator's like a, a tube worm type of dude. It's a literal tube worm that just got a shell. I mean, like it's yeah, not a yeah, turtle. Maybe he's maybe he just inhales it and then um he gets like it's like symbiosis, like a zoosynthetic situation. Oh, that would be really cool to think about how like Pokemon has like specific bacteria living in them to help them out. That'd be awesome. The gut biome is very uh sulfur friendly, apparently. Yeah, no, and that would be like that's I'm, I'm trying to think of how this works. So like the bacteria would take in the sulfur and break it down, but then also the waste product would be a more storable chemical explosive that can be stored in different parts of the body and then lit and ignited through some means of method. That's cool. I like that. I enjoy that idea quite a bit. But again, it is one of those turtles that gets forgotten because it's not like the other ones where it's like either viable, but it's such a, it even got a spot in the anime, which is like, it's, it's a cool looking design. And I love its special move of literally like, what is it like counter, but with an explosion? It is a base 150 special move that I believe when it's hit by, I think maybe any attack, maybe a physical attack. Yeah, it has to be hit by a physical attack um, and it will explode doing 150 base power of damage. So a very, very powerful move, basically a single target, um, slightly more powerful than overheat. I mean, I think it's just, I think it's a cool Pokemon. I hope other people do too. Um, we're almost, we're almost there. We're almost there because I accidentally skipped one, but we're, we're getting there. Um, the Choodle line, or specifically where Dreadnought comes from, because Snapping Turtles finally got their time, and Snapping Turtles are, um, well, they get their name for a reason. Uh, snapping Turtles have their name because their jaws are specially designed for cracking down on prey a lot harder than other turtles are. That is not to say that other turtles cannot bite. But these guys are specialized in biting. And the two most common ones that people know of are going to be the common snapping turtle and the alligator snapping turtle. A Dreadnought is an alligator snapping turtle, and they can grow over 100 pounds. They are one of the largest, if not the largest, freshwater turtles. Uh, they are so strong that you could take a pineapple and have them crush it in one go. As in, like, actually crush it, not just, like, bite through it, which, like, yeah, I can like, also do. Yeah, it, it's, it's pulp. Yeah, yeah, um, they they can exceed over um a thousand pounds of force. I mean, it's weird because like you would think that looking at an alligator snapping turtle in real life, it would be a mean, curmudgeonly creature, but they're really kind of chill. Like if you actually get to see them, like they 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 get upset when you pick them up and start showing them off to a TV camera, but they're not as aggressive as the common snapping turtle. Yeah. Also, the common snapper really has a crazy uh range. They um pretty much go through all of north america yeah not only that their neck a lot longer than it looks all the methods of like picking up turtles like either taking them from the side or from the back of the carapace like they don't work on the snapping turtle because it can just reach around from anywhere it is not nice yeah and you do see some people lift them by their tails but that can actually damage their spines with a uh, larger species ideally just don't pick them up yeah no if it's a snapping turtle like leave it alone what i try and do if it's something another turtle i'll try and grab it by the top part of the carapace, like, and then the back part of the carapace and just scoop it up. Because again, a lot of these turtles, they can only move their heads left to right. Like even an alligator snapping turtle can't go up. Well, the alligator snapping turtle, you can grab them right behind the head since they can't retract their head. Yeah, exactly. Just like, yoink, come on, buddy. We're going in. Which is funny that they just decided they were scary enough. And they're like, I no longer need to pull my head into my shell. Fear is for lesser turtles. <laughs> I, I got to work with one years ago. Uh, her, their name is Pepper Jack. They were very fun. Uh, they actually lived in the alligator enclosure. And like the alligators at first are like, I don't know about this weird little creature. But in the end, they just kind of chill together. 
It's weird that the Pokedex entry like points out how mean and aggressive this animal is. But like, it, it's one of those like fun little, I mean, it looks scary, but it's not so bad. I will say they do have a really cool tongue. Uh, they, their tongue, it, it wiggles and pretends to be a worm and it really looks authentic. A lot of little evolutionary tricks. Before we um we wrap on the turtles, we kind of have to talk about the new guy, right? I mean, a little bit. The uh, I I guess it's gonna be a tortoise if we're looking at the name. Terrapagos, yeah, like it's gonna be another Galapagos tortoise, I guess. That that would be my guess because that's a very specific name to not honor. I mean, looking at the body, looking at the body shape. Um, it's definitely more. Do you know what it kind of reminds me of? Is like the um, was it the radiated tortoise? Oh yeah, radiated tortoises look. Um, if you ever take a look at their shells, like they have the notches in them. It is interesting that we're getting, we're still getting more turtles, and I promise that once we get this turtle out, we will talk about it, and I will probably throw in the turtle I forgot for free. You know, that's on me. You can have that one later as a treat. But I, I think that this Pokemon, like they introduced like a micro form of it in the anime. And I think that, I don't know, the idea that it can protect things. What if its new ability with that protect worked for both parties? Like no one gets hurt? Like no one gets hurt. <laughs> like wide guard, but better. Yeah, wide guard, but better, but it's still the fail rate of a protect. Okay. What, the only thing that it would hurt is if it is you, Lucas, because you would do use explosion, and the only thing that would die would be your Pokemon. So Flamigo, uh, Ghost Terra, Faint. There you go. I will solve the problem. Uh, again, Metagross has an attack of 135 as opposed to my Garganacle's 100. There are ways to make a bomb soon out of this guy. I will make an explosion team that is fun and wins, uh, gets a positive KD out of this someday. <laughs> but I am really glad that Pokemon made all these turtles because it does lead to more fun stuff you can talk about. And again, everyone loves turtles. And it's important that people keep loving them. It's important that we keep recognizing megafauna because I would hate to live in a world where I have to explain what a sea turtle is through a drawing. And the good news is more and more sea turtles are being rescued. More and more people are caring about these animals. And that makes me happy that I don't have to keep telling people to protect the environment if the turtles are already going to do the job for me. I mean, you see the video of a turtle with a straw up its nose or wrapped in a net and people actually care. That's awesome that people still have that level of empathy for an animal that quite frankly does not have that empathy for them. They are not social. Like not really like as far as reproduction goes. Yes. But like they do not hang out together as buddies. They do not see us as friends. They see us as the weird aliens on their beach. But I, I, I love these guys. I love all of them. Although if I have to pick a favorite turtle Pokemon, kind of have to give it to Dreadnought because I've actually worked pretty closely with an alligator snapping turtle. I've worked with sea turtles. I like snapping turtles. What about y'all? What what is your is it just Turtonator and Torkoal? I Turtonator's probably mine, but Torkoal is is pretty cool. Torkoal's my favorite personally, but I do really like Turtonator. Um and also just shout out to Blastoise for being cool. Yeah, if we ever like get into a Pokemon League, we'll discuss using Turtonator as a mascot. He deserves it. Good turtle. Any last words, boys? Uh, if you again, if you're enjoying the show, give us a shout on social media. Leave us a review and your podcasting app of choice. It helps us helps us grow and other people find the show. We really appreciate you all coming out and and listening to us talk about the things that we love. It's fun. We get to do this because you guys are listening, and we love hanging out together. And I'm looking forward to doing more of these. And uh, 
yeah, we'll have something new and great for y'all next time. So thanks a lot for listening. Bye, everybody.